Welcome to RPG Cast episode 587 for the week of June 5th, 2021. We are live bringing you the week's RPG news and some E3 hype. I think. I assume there's some hype in there. Ah! It's the right time. <laughs> With skeptic rejection. Ha. <laughs> okay. Good job. Uh, joining me today, Anna Marie Privetier. This E3 is going to be a shit show. Um, joining me as well, two cats. We got Scamper, Lord Scamperton of Huckleberry, and Eclipse or Eclipsia von Luna. Wait, I thought he was a Baron. Baron Scamperton of Huckleberry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, also with me, Kelly Ryan. Elated. Happy to be here. <laughs> Pascal Takaya. Uh, I'm just here to talk about cats. Yeah, Robert Albright. I am a biotic god. Oh, no. Run. <sighs> Are you about to tell uh, us about I'm... your powders that you're selling that'll keep us healthy, Tam? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Man, I wish I had some of that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now that we're a bunch of Elcors doing podcasts, um, we have... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. We had a really I'm long always... show last week. Oh, and I'm still <laughs> yes, tired. Yes, we did. It. I'm still tired. And we're starting late today due to technical issues and oversleeping issues. And All right. I'm going to jump straight into what I've been playing because Uh-oh. it kind of led to part of the reason we were late today. It did? Yes. Uh-oh. So I woke up kind of early this morning. And I didn't really want to play on my Switch because I was worried that all the button clicky clackies would wake up Chris. And so I had downloaded Oregon Trail um, off of Apple Arcade. Is this the zombie one? No, not Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Okay, cool. The the old PC game that they used to use in school. Yeah, but this one's been updated with more historical um, realism, which means it makes you feel guilty about taking native lands. Well, bear in mind that being a Canadian, fair. <laughs> I have never played Oregon Trail before. Oh, right, you haven't. This was not Did... a thing in Canada, although it should be, because a lot of the people that guided folks on the trail were actually Canadian. So, like, a lot of the people that ran forwards, um, they came down from Canada to do it, because we'd done it already. But anyways, did, did anyone die of dysentery yet? Not yet, but <laughs> wind in the chat. You have died by a snake bite. You have died on the river. You died just because you died. All right. <laughs> so there is one thing that I presume is new to this game, which is checkpoints. So once yeah. you get to a fort, if your party gets wiped, you can start a new journey from a fort that you've previously. That's cheap. Unlocked. That's cheap. So yeah, it is. I'm on my way to the third fort. Everybody has either a broken arm or a broken leg. Uh-huh. Um, I have no clean clothes yet left. I have 
no flowers. You walk through moment. a river. That counts as cleaning the clothes. <laughs> um, I've run out of bullets. Just throw your kids at the animals. <laughs> I don't have kids. I have four adults. <laughs> That's I, your first I, I mistake. About to ask. No, no matter what you kill, can you only ever bring a hundred pounds of meat back? Uh, I have never managed to aim well enough to bring back a hundred pounds of meat. I thought you were going to say okay. you even hit an animal once. No, <laughs> I'm I'm usually rocking about fifty to sixty pounds by the time I get back. So I'm not sucking, but I at least for people are fed. I am going to start running out of resources because I have. I don't have any repair kits left. I have two axles, two wheels. Is this, this is on your phone and you started it this morning? Yes. Okay. You've made a lot of progress yeah. towards losing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I have two axles, two wheels, and um, some berries. And some, some berries. I got some berries and for you. And some meat and some hard tech. <laughs> so I, and I have like no money. You uh, also don't get the satisfaction of trying to kill off your whole party just so that you can write something vaguely inappropriate on the tombstone mm. in the computer lab. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the Uh-oh. thing, Wind. Uh-oh. I actually, so far, have not died of eating berries because I ended up picking up someone that was paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, they have successfully steered me away from everything that has been poisonous. But also he's paranoid, so some of those things might not have actually been poisonous. So I can just say it sounds less like Oregon Trail and more like Darkest Dungeon. I'm having fun. The problem is, is I booted up the game at about 8.30 and at quarter to 11 I said, um, Chris, we're supposed to start the podcast in 15 minutes. And I said. <laughs> yeah, he had two cats sleeping on him. <laughs> Yeah, that's dangerous territory. So, um, I actually don't know if you know this, but um, the original version of Oregon Trail is actually available to play online. Cool. Where? I, I, Where do you go for it? Oh, God, I, I, yeah, it's like some archive site. I uh, give me a moment. I'm going to actually dig this up and post it in the chat. Right. Target was Visit Target Oregon. was also com. selling. Uh, Target was also selling a little handheld unit of it for like thirty bucks. All right, yeah. So, um, other than that, this week um, I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I have been streaming Runeverse on our new PS5. Did we mention that we got a PS5 on the last podcast? We have a PS5 I now. I think you did. Good job! Yay! I, I I don't think you. I think it came up in conversation that it was implied you had one, but not that you specifically stated you had one. All right, we have one. And so, um, I think that you guys talked me out of doing Final Fantasy VII right away because the upgrade was coming out. So it's coming. The upgrade's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna play Ruinverse for a couple more days, wrap that up, and then start in on the Final Fantasy VII remake for streaming. Offline, I finished Nexomon Extinction. That was a fantastic game. And I I'm only just at the part after the part where um Cocos asks for the baddies. 
<laughs> um, the last fight was really hard. I did not bring anywhere near enough items for it. So by the time I finished the final fight, I had two Nexamon alive and no resurrection items left. And like no healing items. So that was wild. Um, but my party was all 60 plus, And that seems to be what most people online recommend. But anyways, you will probably want to be closer to 70, Kelly. Okay. I kind of stopped going to that island to catch stuff and level up. And so that was probably on me. Yeah, I spent a good chunk of one of the days this week going to that island and catching a pretty much an entire party of cats except for the water Nexomon just because I couldn't find a decent water one that looked like a cat. Yeah, I don't think there but, is one. But no. But um... I do have a fire a fire cat, a leaf cat, a wind cat. And a psychic cat. Nice. And a normal cat. Nice, nice. I ended up Mon not rat. liking um, wind in my party because I felt like it didn't fit with the other things that I had. It was, it yeah, was uh, too many things that it was weak to. Uh, and not enough things that it was strong. I do this in Pokemon all the time where I'm all about aesthetic and not optimization. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, beyond that, um, I five hour ruled something this week and it's going to make Kelly cry. No, what'd you do? Um, I started playing, um, Bowser's Fury. Oh, and oh yeah. I gathered up about 20 shines and then I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to continue playing this. Oh, See, so I told you good. I cry. What's wrong with you? I know. Dead I nerves! Get I get it. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Yeah. So, this kind of bums me out. Because I wanted to like it, but it was so frustrating. I um I did two of those blue coin challenges mm -hmm. to get enough shines to get a bell together. And, yeah. I I think I spent about an hour just doing those two blue coin challenges and i was like this isn't fun you have typhoid anna no yeah was, he's sitting there playing the original oregon trail i was so paranoid about getting typhoid that i packed like a lot of clothes i've messed this game up now so no one no one has gotten typhoid so far in my version of the oregon trail because none of them is named mary <laughs> now I've screwed up. I can't even control the game anymore. Well, right. so much for that. <laughs> what have you been playing, Kelly? I've been playing more Exo Nexomon, and I'm running around in the ice area right now, and I just got the, the wind power that lets me leap over gaps. So oh, I kind of want to go back to some areas where it was clear that I couldn't do that and now do that. And like I said, I've got like a whole t team of cats. Uh, did you ever like? I found a fire cat that was like, if it was a dual type, it would clear clearly be firefighting. And that's been my favorite cat, not only because it's it's fast and hits like a truck, but it's also super cute. Oh, you mean Loom? Yeah, 
no, 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 not Loom. This is a different fire cat. What? Yeah. And, I mean, my one complaint about this game is that some of the names of the Nexomon are so dumb that I cannot remember half of them. I don't know. I, don't know. I kind of felt that way about a lot of Pokemon, too. <laughs> I don't know. Like, some Pokemon just... You know, like like Clef Key, as, as lame of a Pokemon as the Fairy Key, it still has kind of a memorable name. And these ones just sound so tryhard. Like, I, I encountered a mouse that was called Mound. Like, they just combined the words mouse and sound. And it's like, come on, guys. That's a little bit stretching it, you know? I, I seem to be alone in this assessment of Nexomon names. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with Chris in that most of these monster catching games have kind of dur names. One of Anna, one of the monsters is just a bag of trash in Pokemon. I love Trubbish. Trubbish. I, 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 I have so many troubles with the concept of Trubbish. Hey, I, I like I like Hawaii I like Hawaiian or uh, sorry Aloan muck because hmm. it's psychedelic pretty much yeah I, it's I, from I, a freaking oil spill probably Ugh. but but trubbish has such a i mean it its name is memorable and in pokemon snap it leads to one of the funnier moments where uh you chuck a ball at it and it burps in evie's face and evie just passes out from the smell <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, I I know these monster catching games kind of get a little bit generic and that's fine. I'm still having fun with the game. I just wish I, I think some of the designs, particularly the ones that I picked are cute, but the names are just so unmemorable that I just I gun to my head right now. I couldn't tell you half of the names. I mean, I couldn't tell you half the names of the Pokemon that I've used in the past. Huh. You probably yeah. could actually. Um, you can name a lot more than you think, I bet. Probably. Maybe it's just because I play I play so much Pokemon that it sticks with me better. Especially when you kind of do the whole living Pokedex thing, you kind of end up memorizing a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I don't know. But I'm still having fun with Dexomon. I definitely plan to complete it. Um... I've also been playing a little bit more Trails of Zero, um, though a bit very slowly. I just got past the or got to the second chapter where you're actually going outside of Cross Bell into other towns and um, d- doing some of those side quests. Um, in the beginning, you kind of miss the uh, bus to go to the side town, so you pretty much have to walk to the town. And I've been doing a lot of grinding there just to get some more sepith to make more ornaments because I'm a little bit sepith starved right now. And the other funny thing is that people keep mentioning a dark-haired boy and a long red-haired girl at the Bracer Guild. Oh, and that's I'm like, Estelle I- and Joshua, right? Yeah, I'm like, I know who those two are. <laughs> so I I wish Josh were here. I would nerd out more about Crossbell with him right now, but he, he's not here. So I'm 
I'm slowly picking away at that. I have not, I have not gamed as much as I would like uh, this week. I've just been so busy um, messing with like my 3D print stuff and mini painting stuff and all that, and I just have not had the time to game. Plus, I recorded a backtrack on Thursday and had to do a lot of research with that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Persona Q2. We celebrated it on the day it came out two years ago. All right, brother, I posted the show the day it came out. Yeah, I'm, I actually listened to the, uh, was listening to some there at work in between calls, so. And then I read some of the reviews. Were they good or bad? A lot of them are actually from back when Phil ran it. We haven't had any new reviews since, like, 2019. Oh, okay, so it was reviews on our site. Yeah, no, these are the reviews on, uh, I think I got it through the Apple podcast was where I was listening to it from. Yeah. Well, we don't ask for reviews a lot on our podcast, so people don't think to do it. Yeah, but I was, what what surprised me about researching Persona Q2, well, I mean, it shouldn't have surprised me, but it did, is how much that game has shot up in price. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, that that Koromaru plush. I hope you guys hung on to it because it's it goes for like eighty bucks alone. I still got mine. I I'll I will never get rid of that. It's so cute. Sit, sits next to my Morgana. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've played. All right, Tam. What have you been playing? Um. Well, one of these, uh, um, so I'll start with the one that Chris should not look up, which is uh, Warlord by Chance. Um, so it, I don't know how this got recommended to me on Steam, but it was like two bucks. So I picked it up. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a strategy like game. It, it's pretty basic where you have like multiple units and certain units are stronger than other units and you have like um corridors that you can send them down and unfortunately um so there is dlc for it that makes it very adult which is why i'm saying chris don't go look this up right now (laughs) um and you're not sure why it was recommended to you i'm not sure why it was recommended to me because it it was recommended based on adult this looks fine i mean the bus size is unrealistic but whatever. Trust me, I've, I've, um, yeah, there, there's straight yeah, up. No, I, that. I get that. There's better. There's, uh, excuse me, better. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. Uh, that there's different DLC, but this video does not seem to have it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, the story is pretty basic. Um, but you know what? I got, I, I beat it. You know, I played it straight. It was a five-hour game for two bucks. I'm, I'm not disappointed. I mean, have I played better? Yes. Have I played worse? This yes. looks awful. It's just Again, like ha- a single line of keep pounding the button to send more troops out. It's it's sort of like a resource managed oh, strategy it? game. It's it's a very bare bones. As I said, managing? it's not. The, you don't as I said, anything. it's not the greatest, but it's definitely not the worst one You're I've played. Playing it for the porn. <laughs> he didn't say no. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried not to. I've tried to think of a response to that. <laughs> The response should just be no. So six yeah. out of five. <laughs> Eleven out of ten. So 
Um, <laughs> so I played that last Sunday, as I said, in five hours. For two bucks, five a five hour game. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got my money. How much for is it. the DLC, Tim? Free. Oh boy. <laughs> well then. I also picked up the prequel. Is that like which Nightwell? was also two bucks? Haven't played that one yet. So, right. so Any- now, oh yeah, I've, I've so um so I decided to uh, boot up my yearly Final Fantasy run this week uh, using the the PSP version um, on using my phone. So uh, started that up because uh, you know it's Final Fantasy. I play that like once a year, so I figured it was about time to get that started. That is the best version. Yeah, the PSP version is definitely the I feel the best version. Even if you don't do that like extra extra dungeon right near the end that's like super puzzly because I will say I just I can't get past that dungeon. But um but everything else in it, I mean it combines, you know, it has the really nice sprites, it has the you know, it has the choice of the magic system. It, I mean it has <clears throat> It's very detailed as far as the equipment goes that back in the day you'd have no idea if you're actually equipping good stuff. Apparently, for you know, the latest and greatest items in that game are not always the latest and greatest items. Do, uh, do you do with spell charges or with MP? I've, I've done it both ways. Um, so yes, that game is broken as hell when you go the MP route. Oh yeah, well the the game's broken as hell anyways because um in the original, I mean you could only level up to a max level of like 40 or 50 on the NES. But in this version it goes all the way to 99, so you can have a black mage with 999 health. So Yeah, that would make a big difference. Yes. Yeah, just of, a tad. Yeah, the the black wizard uh original and and the original one usually topped out right around 500 health. So, yeah, no, um, and some of the difficulty that the PSP version has is just that they doubled like some of the boss HP. But it's it's a it's a very good version. Um, obviously, um, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen. So um, we're in this weird in between expansion point now because um, so I finished up uh, the very last bit of the. Uh, Shadowbringer storyline. Um, very excited. Very excited. Definitely uh, lots of interesting things going on, and I'm super excited for Endwalker. So I've been. Uh, I finished off two of uh, two of my uh, last three beast tribes um, that I needed to work on. I finished off the Exali from ARR, so I was able to. And since that was the last one I needed to max out, I'm completely finished ARR Beast Tribes now, um, and then I also had finished up with the Moogles from Heaven's Word, so did that, so I have all of the Heaven's Word Beast Tribe things done. Um, I'm actually working on the Dwarves, and I still need to unlock the Qu- Quirin in uh, Shadowbringers only because I do not have a very high level gather. so, but definitely, but so I'm doing like a lot of wrap up stuff and and finishing off some of the quests that I've been putting off with um 
with that. So, um, and again, that's, a, I mean, we've got six months till the next expansion. So it's a good time to, you know, hop in and try and either play catch up or get stuff done that you've been putting off in the game. And then uh, lastly, uh, last night, um, so as, as people um, around here know, I'm, I'm usually supposed to be streaming on Friday nights or as a late night into the weekends. And the last about two months, I've not really done that for a combination of things. Um, some personal, some work and some just I am exhausted from getting home from work and pretty much fall asleep before midnight. Um, so but last night um, I decided to jump back in and I decided to play Valkyrie Profile. And uh, Valkyrie Profile for um, I'm doing the PSP version, um, which is sort of an enhanced. I would say it's really it's not like a remaster or remake. It's really just like an enhanced port of the mm-hmm. PlayStation version. But uh, it's one of my favorite games, and I've got to say, um, Pascal here had one of the best uh, interactions last night. So. And and I'm I'm thinking I need to actually th- throw the mature flag on for Valkyrie Profile because it is a dark game. Oh. Yeah, I figured maybe you had switched over to one of your uh, your Steam games. Based on the sound that I was hearing, all of a sudden, a lot of um, a lot of screaming and moaning and wet squishy sounds. Oh yeah, people die in Valkyrie Profile, and it is like. Yeah, so this this was actually the uh, you know the first where you're getting the first couple of companions Arngrim and uh, Jolanda, and you know the screen fades to black and all you're here is so you don't have any visual cues you don't have any text on the screen all you're hearing is you know the sound effects of people being like ripped apart screaming you know grunts as people are dying and and. It's it goes on for like a good two minutes, <laughs> and and so Squiggy's in there going do- uh, like just because apparently he had sw- uh, Pascal had switched screens to something else, and so he's in the chat going WTF, and so yeah, and then I was and so like after that scene, I'm thinking you know I re- maybe I should put the mature flag on because although at the time it wasn't rated that high, I, I'm. Not sure if ESRB was even around then. Yes, but, I it's mean, been around was... for like twenty five yeah. years. Okay, so maybe not. Um, it, it would have been right around the beginning of ESRB, if so. Twenty five no, years ago was not the PSP. I mean, it Mortal was originally Kombat. it was originally a PlayStation game, but I think it was rated like T. Yeah, and it would still be rated T today. Okay, but I mean, it's definitely very, very dark, um, and and so yeah, no people people die. I mean, some by suicide, some in very grotesque manners. I mean, so there's definitely, um, but the game is definitely very story, and they also watched me fail at platforming 101 very often last night. <laughs> Yeah, the I first do dungeon remember. in Valkyrie Profile has a lot of kind of tough jumps to teach you how to um, teach you how to platform, and it's uh, very unforgiving if you want to go for all the secret stuff. Yeah, yeah, and 
I remember being very irritated that in order to get the best ending in that game, you kind of have to like send your best dude to the afterlife. Yep. In that, I forget his name, but he's like one of the yeah, Lucian. Yeah, Lucian. He was one of the better guys, and it's like, dang, I have to sacrifice him. He got, yeah, so he's I, got things to do. I know, um, I but already, he was such a good character. So I was asleep by then. I I must have dropped off a little bit before you started failing at platforming, but um, Twitch stayed on until this morning. Um, I guess Eric put on a a rerun of Shining Force Two. Oh, yeah, that's been fun. I'm not trying to say anything negative about that game, but the combat music is very, very annoying. <laughs> and that's, that's what woke me up. A constant loop of that, like right in my ear. So I did not have a very good awakening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, make it stop. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> So definitely, I, I, but we had a lot of good interactions with the Valkyrie profile run. So I think I'll uh, keep doing that. I do still plan to go back to the Sui Code and Five streams, but I, I just with everything going on, I I needed something. I don't mind dark, but I need something less involved, maybe story wise, because Sui Code is has a lot of moving parts. Story-wise, so I, I needed something a little more straightforward. So I think Valkyrie Profile was a better match right now for streaming for me. All right. So, so and I, and I had a lot of fun. Besides failing at uh, one particular jump to get a chest, like for a good fifteen minutes. Okay. What have you been playing, Pascal? Oh, you made the right the right call in coming to me last because I'm going to bring this party way down right oh, now. Oh no! No, I th- I thought we still have Chris. We do. Well, oh, Chris is going to be the pick me up after I'm done. No, he won't. I won't be. But yeah, go for it. <laughs> Thanks for the faith. <laughs> um, Chris doesn't play games. Go. Sure, he does. He's played two this week. Can we talk about Pascal's games? I mean, if yes. we must, I kind of don't want to. <laughs> Have you be been okay playing Biomutant by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? That would probably be more enjoyable. Oh, no. Um, Are you reviewing something? Let's see. Yes, but that isn't even what I what oh, I spent no! most of my time playing. <laughs> no, um, so I, I completed some, like, big RPGs, what, like, end of May, maybe? Yeah, I guess by, by the end of May is fair enough. So I just wanted something different to get into. And some of this is by, um, some of this is, is purposely, and other ones are a little bit more coincidental. I started up several uh, visual novels kind of concurrently. Ooh. Um, not knowing in, in every single case that it was a visual novel. Oops. And, yeah, so it's a little much. And um, I don't mind visual novels as a... Because it was meant to be like a serious palate cleanser, I really needed. Because I, I played through what um, six Yakuza games over the course of I don't know a year, wow. but how long they are that you know it's almost back to back, right? Um, so I just wanted something like very different. Um, 
Yeah, and so I don't mind visual novels, but it's just a little much to play uh, that many of them because there's just nothing, you know. There's no, there's no interaction, and then, um, and one of them, the one that I've, I, I think I'm gonna actually like complete it today. Um, I've gone through like all the routes. I'm on the very last one. Thank goodness, is an an Otome game, and that is, uh, hmm, I guess, well, my least favorite type of visual novel there is now. Ooh. <laughs> Which um be a little fluffy. Which one's Otome again? Otomate. Um, oh. Oh, sorry. What? So it's um it's female protagonist and she has to romance all the guys. Well, in um in particular, they're often made by a single company called Otomate. Oh, okay. That's so the one I'm the one I'm playing is um Seven Scarlet. And if if Alex is on, he's played it. I think I think that's what like what made me notice it. He wrote about it like long time ago. Um, and I needed some some games to buy for the Vita when I got my Vita, and that just happened to be one that I picked up. But it's very 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 plotting. It's so slow paced and unexciting. Like I'm not against the idea of like romance, but um, there's there's just no other story to go with it. Oh. There is no, um, there's also no hour counter for how many hours I've spent on it in the game, but I'm pretty sure I'm somewhere between like upper 20s, low 30s right now, and that's a lot. That sounds about right. Ugh. It's way too much. Um, yeah, and then so. playing it. So it has to have some well, kind of hook. At, at, because um, all the different paths you take aren't telling you the whole story, like the little bit of story there is. And it's just now that I'm getting to like the last one or two paths that the story kind of gets a little bit more attention than it did before. Gotcha. And I at least after all that time, I already had invested at some point, I figured I might as well just tough it out and get through it and see what else there is. Ah, okay. It's not been a lot of fun, but <laughs> it is what it is. And you know, for, for another person, probably a lot of fun. Uh, oh, it's very, very plotting. Sounds like you need so, some new rules. What, like the five-hour, uh, five-hour rule? Yeah. You the know, 25-hour. The I could have 25-hour rule. The game's just calling because it's drunk and alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so if you, outside if you of let that, that I game also... in, you'll just have to kick it out again. Chris, stop okay, quoting song lyrics. <laughs> Carry on, Pascal. I, I'm sorry, I didn't even catch the the <laughs> reference. Yeah, neither did I. He needs new rules. He needs them. I, Apparently, he's so traumatized by the Otomes that uh, he, he, there's nothing else available for him to catch anymore. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's see what else did I play? Um, the the other two that I'm playing are on the PS4. One of them is Root Film, another one that Alex Ooh. reviewed recently. That one's a little bit more up my alley because it's an actual... That one's a little bit more like Phoenix Wright. Yeah, it's got it's, some puzzle solving in it. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar. But it's it's really like puzzle solving light. Like It is not challenging. And I'm, I'm, you know, compared to even something like Phoenix Wright, where you really had to sometimes think about what you do, this, uh, this is very simple. But it's well written, um, and I think it's much briefer than uh, the previous one that I was talking about, so that has some pluses going for it. Well, and if it's like Root Letter, 
you may or may not feel particularly driven to do the other paths because you will get a pretty coherent story just doing one. I I did play Root Letter. Uh, I don't remember a ton about it. I don't think I did the alternate paths in that game. Yeah. Um, but Root Film, I think it's just other cases. Like, I don't think it's alternate paths of the same story. Each chapter is kind of like a murder case that you have to solve. Ooh. That's, you know, that's a little bit more interesting, right? Like, more more story to that. It's, I, just, I wish that the actual, like, detective gameplay was... Uh, um, a little bit more involved, a little tougher, but that's okay. Like it is what it is, what it is. There's a place for that. Um, and then I started up uh, AI, the Somnium files. <gasps> I want to play that. I picked it up when it went down to like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, that must've been when I got it too. I, I just, I bought it like a few months ago off of, must've been on some sale. Um, and I really just, I started playing it cause I wanted something, you know, different and it's already on my, on my hard drive. So why not? Um, but it's, so it, it, it turns out, <laughs> this is the one I knew the least about. I wasn't really sure what kind of game it was other than like, um, I think it's made by, uh, the Danganronpa guys. Yeah. It's I made right by, that? uh, Spike Jinsoft. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, which is really why I picked it up. But so in execution, it, it plays a lot like a visual novel. There's, you basically click on everything in the environment, read all the descriptions. Um, there's a little bit more to it than that. I I don't really have the like stamina to really go into it because I haven't given it a lot of time yet. Um, I think I'll finish the other ones first before I continue with that. It's, it just ended up being too much visual novel at once. Yeah, that's my exciting gaming. I mean, you're playing but three I, games that I want to play too, so for me it oh was yeah, exciting. All, and I sure got what I wanted. Like I wanted something different than open world RPG, and that is what I got. <laughs> Speaking of open world RPG, what have you been playing, Chris? Um, uh, Celasta. That's not an open world RPG, though. The other game you've been playing. Well, is. I just I, I I'm talking about the game I've actually been playing a lot of, which is Celasta, and I'm continuing to make my way through there. I think I'm finally at the sixty percent mark. I hope. I hope <laughs> it's long. <laughs> um. Oh, we lost eight viewers. Oh no, Anna. I shouldn't watch the viewer counts during the show, should I? No. No. I, yeah, I told you. Yeah, never see. Never do that, did. right? Yeah. But I, I did try to warn you. What? That was when I started talking. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's true. <laughs> <sighs> Are we cursed? Yep. No. We are. Well, we're not, the, we're not the interesting part of the show, of the channel. We never were. People are tuning in for Phil and Scar, not us, so that's okay. Edwin. I'll, I'll take our three viewers oh, anytime. We just lost another one. No, no stop! <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. Vaughn's here for us, well, but mostly for me, but... Oh, I, you know, I am uh, probably the least interesting person of the stream team. Anna's more interesting to watch than me. Well, you said. Well, one person <laughs> exited when Chris started look, talking about the viewer account, so yeah, somebody said, I'm it. not here for that. I ain't here for that. Hey, nobody got nobody time got that. time for that. <laughs> yeah, Win, uh, Wind, JC, and Scar are like top top tier. Her uh, frog and Anna are, you know, right underneath them. I am the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> mostly because I'm so late at night on a Friday night. People are usually drunk or asleep when I game. Sometimes both. You did have a drunk person on last night, and I was asleep after a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> See? 
Wow. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, see how Pockets admitted it was their birthday. Well, the and- self-criticism is accurate. <laughs> no, no, no. Herfrock, you're like you're A tier. You and Anna are A tier. When JC and Scar are S tier, I'm F tier. All right, moving on. What the hell am I? This is C tier. This is like C tier right here. Yeah, C for Chris, not for good. Just for Chris. What's backtrack? It's C for crap. Um, B tier. Backtrack isn't live. It's backtrack. Yeah, no. Oh, that doesn't count. Okay. All right. I figured since we're trashing things. All right. Two things. One, I just heard a cat purring into a microphone. That's awesome. Two. Yeah, that's um, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a cat. It's not me, but it, that's right next well, to my no, mic. What's the name of her. your kitty? Yeah. Oh, uh, this one is Little Thing. Oh, oh, oh. Thing. Do you have a chunky boy that goes with <laughs> we, Little Thing? No, we have one that's called Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fatty and Little Thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> cat I, names. Uh, yeah, so the the other thing is... Uh, oh, right, right, right. Celasta's really good. I really still recommend it. Keep playing it, um, or pick it up if, you, if you're on the fence. Um, it's part of Game Pass, so you can play it on PC if you're a Game Pass on PC user. So, Or isn't it on Xbox as well? No, I think it's PC only. Ooh, interesting. I don't think they've got a console version done yet. They, gotcha. they just released, and it took them forever, because it's a Kickstarter game, so... Hey, at least it released. I know, right? It, they released and it's good, so good job, guys. Yeah, that's the other thing. It released and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we don't complain. Well, that's all we ask for. We'll worry about the console versions later. <laughs> Is it out? Yes, no. Does it suck? Yes, no. All right! Kickstarter accomplished. <laughs> I mean, Biomutant released. Yeah, yeah Sam was on. We had the explicit tag. So I've been getting back into listening to gaming podcasts. Which, by the way, that was an experience. So I decided, okay, I'm old. I have a bunch of decisions I made years ago about what gaming podcasts I care about or don't listen to anymore. And I'm like, wait, but I'm out. I'm not with it. I don't know what's current. I don't know who's podcasting. And most importantly of all, I don't have any fresh opinions in my life about things. And I I only have the people I've listened to for years. And I need some new perspectives because... People have been born since I decided. People have been born and come to age since I last thought about podcasts. So it's like maybe it's time for me to, um, well, since I pick some of my podcasts is what I should say. So maybe it's time for me to look at what some of those people who are weren't alive then but now are. What do they think about games and what are their perspectives? I just want some perspectives of people who you know didn't grow up with the NES. Um, I couldn't find any of those people, so instead. <laughs> Apparently none of them podcast. Podcasting's an old person game. That was worth all that preamble. (laughs) (laughs) They don't exist. (laughs) They don't exist. uh, What I did is I looked like, all right, so what's popular in the gaming categories? At least uh, there's got to be something that I'm not listening to that's popular. Something's happened in the past 15 to 20 years, right? And so, yeah. Some things have happened. Uh, this kind of funny games thing exists and didn't used to. And while some of that is IGN folks or former IGN folks who are old like me, um, some of them are newer people I haven't heard of before. So I think that's that's something. Yeah, I think the only person there who might be ex-IGN at this point would be Greg. Yeah, um, there was uh, Gary Witta, I guess, does stuff with them, too. So he's old Not as well. frequently. Okay. Um, yeah. But they, they've got this person named Blessing, who I just... 
I know they're young because their name is Blessing, so they can't they can't be that old. <laughs> that that's pretty awesome. Um, so he's he seems good and and excited, and it's like he's not crushed by the weight of existence yet. So that's nice. Um, and then we've got uh, what else did I find? Um, I I had to pick up like it's time to listen to something that the Mackel the McElroy M- McElroy uh the McElroy how do I Mabimbam people what are they called the McElroys McElboys. That's the me, myself, and my brother. Yeah, but they have like a podcast empire at this point. They've got yes. They they have shows together. Each of them, all three of them, have their own shows. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Griffin and whatever McElroy and Justin. Justin. I'm sorry. Is it McElroy? Yeah, it's McElroy. 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 There we go. So the McElroys. Uh. Anyway, so I picked up their podcast, Besties. I've it, it's a little different. Um, that I don't know what I feel about it yet, but that's one I found, and then something called Game Scoop, um, and then uh, one of the other big podcasts, Anna Core, on the Frog Pants Network. So that's the Scott Johnson one. He's old, so that that doesn't count as new blood. But it used to be the podcast for Heroes of the Storm. Oh, what was that noise? I don't know. That was we just on lost your... the podcast. Yeah, hold on. Join the call. Join the call. Make a mark, please. There we go. I don't need to make a mark. We're back. We're back. We didn't lose like the show or anything. We just lost the the stream or the Skype for some reason. But we're back, baby. All right. So I'm talking about um oh yeah, core. That was their hots podcast. Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. They turned it into a general gaming show. Oh. (laughs) Um, That's that's a bit of a pivot. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering Heroes of the Storm, uh, yeah, I mean, Heroes of the Storm is more or less dead. I mean, they had to do something to stay relevant. Yeah, well, usually uh, with uh, the Frog Pants Network, they just end end the show and they start a new show because you can always do a new show. But in this case, they pivoted and now now they became about core gaming because they got the name. They kept it. Um, so, So that's good because one of the guys during the show reads reviews on steam as though they're letters from civil wars down <laughs> to martha <laughs> my dearest martha <laughs> and it's like i love it so much oh, that's awesome that's awesome oh no oh, so no. i i'm recommending that one um yeah so basically i'm trying to get back into like some some weekly and daily news focused shows so um, if you have recommendations on good shows, not like, um, so, well, I guess I shouldn't, that that's too gatekeeping. If you have recommendations on shows, let me know. If you have a lady in a can or a Google Home or some other device, you can actually do flash briefings. Mm-hmm. And one that we listen to is called the Gaming Observer. It is excellent. And if you don't have any uh, ladies... It's less than in, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's less than five minutes, rounds up the biggest news of the day. It is not RPG-centric. Um, Meanwhile, over on Kind of Funny Games, their daily show is thirty to sixty minutes. <laughs> they have a lot of stuff to. Yeah, but so this guy does a fantastic job of paring everything down to the toppest, most relevant stories and the most salient summaries. So, um, Adrian Simple, he's amazing. He does the uh, Gaming Observer. You can get it on podcast clients too. Yeah, you can get on podcast clients. And if you don't want to listen, if you want a newsletter, there's now a daily newsletter that goes over the same things that the briefing Nobody, does. Nobody does newsletters except him. 
Okay. So my my recommend is Video Game Apocalypse mm -hmm. because they do top five list every week, but they pick like the craziest subjects for their top five list. Like this week was um, top five cheapest games on game price charting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of crazy stuff like that. So it's not just cheap bad games. It's cheap good games. No, it's, yeah. Well, cheap mediocre games because I think one cheap of them was like, like. Guinness, Guinness World Records on Wii, which um, but my claim to fame with Guinness World Records on Wii is that I think like one of my dad's cousins is in the commercial for that. Nice. We learned this week <laughs> that. Um, after uh, the Donkey Kong guy threatened to sue the Guinness Book of World Records, they put his record quietly back in. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they just didn't want to deal with him. Oh, nobody wants oh, to Billy deal with Mitchell? Him. Billy yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, that's it. He's very litigious. Yeah, maybe yeah, a little but bit. But like, all we need is somebody who actually has cash to stand up to him because his briefs aren't very good. And I'm not talking about his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my podcast recommend for you, Chris. They're they're fun guys over there. You said video game apocalypse. Yeah, I don't know if it didn't show up in the top ten. I wasn't qualifying it, but let's take a look. Um, they um, they I do video responses to their question of the week all the time, and they they enjoy my cats. I have put it that I have way. problems with. I think the real problem is I'm I'm trying to do podcasts and you should be doing YouTube. You got it. You caught it. Like but like we had video before podcasts. We specifically decided to go audio for convenience and so you could do other things while listening to it. And everyone is like now the young people are rejecting that. Like no, we want video. It's like but you can't you have to really pick your favorites then. And then that's getting back into the echo chamber effect because nobody has time to watch that much video. Well, I mean, you put it on your second monitor. But, I, and... but then I have to like queue it up in like a browser and interact with there. Whereas oh, on a podcast player, gee. I just hit play and it goes through all the shows it's downloaded. Uh -huh. it, there's a difference in user interface there. Uh -huh. if, right. if I can get through 90 episodes of Critical Role in a month... On YouTube, I How think you the world. Get... No, you can't. How do you do that? <laughs> um, I listen at one point five speed, and I just put it on my tablet and, and or my laptop if I'm painting, and have it on as background noise. I mean, you can't pay attention to it then. All right. Yeah. No, I can. I've been putting them on two speed, one point five x. I agree with the one point five x. By the way, that's yeah, that's one, that's one that's point... important, and the podcast player is part of that. I know YouTube can do that now too, though. It just doesn't sound as good. No, I mean, depends it, on really, the item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, 1.5 speed, once you get used to it, you don't notice it. And it helps kind of get rid of a lot of the down, the quote unquote downtime. I used to listen. Role. I used to listen at two speed to all my podcasts. The problem is that it takes more attention to do that. So it, it started to kill the ability to do things in the in podcasts in the background. So I had to go back. Yeah, I didn't like it when you did that in the car because I had to say red light to you. Too well, often. red light? Red light. Oh, no. The problem in the car is I had to turn it up because since if anything's quiet at two speed, if you lose anything, uh, you're going to 
It's fast. You got to get all the syllables. <laughs> so. but, but also, Chris, I also turned the subtitles on on YouTube so that if there's something is a little kind of goes by a little bit quickly, I can just pa- look no, down at the subtitle. No, you can't because you're not looking. Remember, we said they're doing this in the background. You can't look at well, yeah, and but look down no, as needed. Yeah, but then you have to have it up on a monitor, and that defeats the purpose. I got three monitors of doing work on. I can't. I don't have room for a YouTube video to show up. You don't have a tablet. But then it's not mixed with the sound. Okay, hold on. If I do the tablet plus the, then the audio. I'm only listening to the tablet, and I lose all the audio signals and and messaging sounds from the desktop. Can't do that. You have to pick and choose. No, 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 no. I need everything. That is your problem. Chris, you suck at multitasking. Well, you say I suck at multitasking, but you're explicitly choosing to ignore any sound effects from your actual productivity apps. And that's no good either. That's not good multitasking because you're like cutting out the things that you're supposed to actually pay attention to so that you can listen to the thing that you're not supposed to pay attention to. So I have an issue there. Phil Fancy Pants in the stream says you should check out Easy Allies podcast. Uh, well, okay, well, hold on. First of all, I couldn't even find video game Apocalypse. I just get Over Morrow's Library, Apocalypse Mall, My Quiet Apocalypse, and Press Start to Join. <laughs> I don't even know where this video game Apocalypse show is. Then we I get mean, it's in my podcatcher. But... The Easy Allies podcast comes right up. So that e- that's... Yeah, Easy Allies and Frame Trap. Frame Trap. I think it said used to be called. Oh. <sighs> Two separate ones, it sounds like. I don't like. have room for two more. All right. I guess I asked for this. My fault. Mm-hmm. Frame trap. Not frame skip. Frame trap from Easy Allies. Uh, okay. Cool. All right. Chris, you, you epitomize first is world problems. Out. Say what, Kelly? You, you epitomize first world problems. I have to find this video game apocalypse. Oh, by the way, um... Because I was listening to these shows, uh, I learned something that I wasn't tracking very well, even as a host of an RP Gamer um, show. Uh, new Elder Scrolls Online expansion came out this week called yes. Blackwood. And uh, I've seen, I've been seeing ads for it. We run ads for it on the site, Chris. Yeah, I have a blocker. <laughs> you dick! <laughs> Unblock our site! <laughs> well, I don't have the blocker everywhere. You know, it's my site. I can choose to block my own ass. Hey, so also, um, for those of you who continue to ask how you can support the site, whitelist our site on your ad blocker because our ad um, provider just upgraded us to a better um, share of the profits. So, nice. Yeah, I have I have us whitelisted, and I hate ads. Kelly, this thing doesn't exist. I'm now on Google. Video game, Apocalypse, I've tried it with two-word video game, one-word video game. It's not a oh thing. My <laughs> oh, my God. How about God, we deal Chris. with this after the podcast? Right. We're going to move on to feedback. No, I have to tell you, I started playing Elder Scrolls Online That's, because that I is listened the extent... to a reference of the video game shows, and they were talking about it. I'm like, that actually sounds really good. I don't know why, and I don't need another MMO in my life, but screw it. I'm doing this. <laughs> Chris has Chris, FOMO news at 11. We should go to the podcast. Kelly, Kelly, this this game has microtransactions. What game has? You are uh, not allowed. No, the, we are not doing another Neverwinter. You are not allowed spending money on this I until we sit. Money. Chris, damn it! <laughs> I bought the expansion 
because that gets me all the previous expansions. And I did the the monthly subscription. I didn't we buy any microtransactions. are going to have a conversation after this podcast. Well, I needed the current expansion if I was going to play the current expansion. So that wasn't really an option. Hey, Chris. And then, the feedback. and then I needed the ESO Plus because then you get access to the other DLC. Because Chris. You, who wants to buy that crap? Chris. So that was it. Chris. I'm not buying any microtransactions. Chris. And that's what I was going to tell Kelly about. What was our question of the week? But I'm talking about um, my game. I haven't even talked about ESO. Uh-oh. Oh, you oh, just wait. talked to us about how you bought it. I, but I haven't said anything about the game itself. You you started <laughs> this section with you've barely played it, and you will give more next but time. But listen, I made a kitty cat. He he sells skooma by the seashore. Um, I posted a picture of him in his skooma chair la- Yes, last night, if you go to my Twitter. Um, Sabin one thousand one. Yeah, and he's uh he doesn't sell school, but I am I am uh running around. It's a warden. He's a warden, so he's gonna have animal companions. So I think he's gonna have a bear that kills people. That sounds cool. Um, and it's it's Skyrim. So you run around and you you click to people and then you talk to them and they give you a quest and then you go do it. That that doesn't sound very interesting. Oh, I went into an Oblivion portal and it was a big old public quest. So it was like Rift, you know. And then I did that. And then uh, I got done with that. I'm like, I need to go to bed. So I haven't really played very much. <laughs> also, I don't know where to buy a weapon. Uh, this game is very Eight. imposing to get into, by the way. Um, just, uh, you know, talking about like what I bought. A, that was after that's because doing they have research. like a release schedule of EverQuest where they release a new expansion like every six months. Every year. And then they have multiple DLCs. It's it's real imposing, and you have to do research to figure out what what you need to get and what you want to get, depending on what you're trying to do. Because um, like I have the base game on on a Game Pass, for example, but that's only on the console, and I wanted to play on PC. Um, and then I had it on the PC from way back, but that version that I bought way back doesn't have the free expansion that the Game Pass version has. It, it's a thing. It's a freaking thing. And there's video game. There are videos on YouTube. See, I do use YouTube. I'm a boomer using YouTube. I'm a YouTube. I'm a you. No, you're not a boomer. You're a geriatric millennial. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Even I'm not this bad. And I'm older. No, no, you are older. Never mind. Shoot, man. Yeah, we. <laughs> Chris turns forty in ten days. Yeah, I turned thirty-nine this year. Okay, I'm just as old, and I'm not this bad. We should we should do the feedback. You bringing up Neverwinter honestly made me wonder. Or no, you bringing up uh, Rift or yeah, Rift honestly made me wonder if that MMO is even still around. I don't think so. Oh, I bet you it is. Let's find out. Rift from Tryon Worlds. Yep, Kelly, it sure is. You can play oh, now. Here's the screen right there. Play now. Storm Legion packs. There's even microtransactions for you, Kelly. Of yeah, because they got bought out. Yeah, from Tryon, who does Arcage, Trove, Rift, and yeah, other Arcage. Uh, Apparently, two Arcages. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind trying uh, Neverwinter just because I am on a D and D kick right now. Yeah. Um. What I it was interesting. So I had this thought when I was in ESO. I'm like, all right. So how do I compare this to like other MMOs? Because this is like a this is a pay once and play forever of the content you've bought. So you don't have to subscribe. Um, the subscription has benefits like a lot more inventory space and 
XP boosts and stuff like that. But um, and access to the DLCs that you didn't buy as long as they're a year or older. Um, if you so then I'm like, well, so to, is this going to be like a free to play feel or is this going to be like an ongoing like lots of money going into it, like Final Fantasy 14 or World of Warcraft feel? And I'm like, you know what I think it is? Because it's not cartoony, it has more of a free-to-play feel to it when you're into it. But that's just a graphical thing that I've come to associate because a lot of the free-to-plays have a more, and certainly not all of them, but a lot of them have like a more realistic uh, landscape art style. Um, And this one certainly falls into that category. Um, But as far as like the gameplay and what you're doing and whatnot, it does not feel like a a real cheap free-to-play or anything like that. And that's one of the things that Neverwinter never really got away from. It kind of felt budget, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, yeah. Perfect world entertainment. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's one of their less budget offerings. Uh, you can get more budget from them. Uh, they they have a lot of offerings, so you, you get a yes. nice wide selection from Perfect World. But it never really escaped it, and it the, the microtransactions in Neverwinter are just a little too in your face. Um mm-hmm. And yet you fell for them. Uh, no, I know that they were in my face, and I I bought them because I'm like, oh, this D and D stuff. I'm going to play this for months. It's going to be great. Um, Narrator. I, I was wrong. He played about, it for about a week. I played it for a month, <laughs> but I I joined a guild, Anna. <sighs> I'm going to go back to that someday. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me? <laughs> They'll clean it up, and I'll go back to it. <laughs> Um, Even you're laughing now. Yeah, and, and but, ESO so far feels a little better than that, but I am a little worried about it. Like, how how's it going to avoid that feel? Um, and the, I mean, the difference, of course, is going to be: is the story good, and does it feel substantial, or does it get boring? The things you're doing. So, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, Was that gelatinous you, cube worth it? I didn't buy the gelatinous cube, Kelly. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, I, I, that mount is too expensive. And that's okay. in, uh, that's in uh, Neverwinter, uh, the map we're talking about. And yeah, you ride around in the cube. I think that's amazing. We're down to 17 viewers, by the way. We were at 36 <laughs> at one point. What? Which upcoming Dragon Quest are you most looking forward to? That was our question of the week. First up from Shaman, he said, I'm most excited for Dragon Quest Twelve, and I don't even mind it just being a logo because it means a better chance that the series composer problem resolves itself. Ouch. Ooh, but also, mm. I doubt that's going to happen. But all right. he's old. He's going to die soon. Yeah, but his estate will still control the music. Somehow. Yes, but they can move on to a different composer. At the no, end. they'll keep. They'll just use some composer appointed by his estate to continue the legacy. Um, I have a feeling he's going to haunt us from the grave, Anna. That's all I'm uh, saying. Well, I mean, uh, but l- let's take Final Fantasy as a good example. Umetsu is still alive. But mm-hmm. he is not cr- cr- creating music for Final Fantasy anymore. No, at least instead, instead it's a guy who's making music while he's sick in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but his music's bad. It is pretty good. Well, and Umatsu-san <laughs> is still making music. He just did the music for Fantasian, but he's pretty sure that he's old and tired and that will be his last game. Oh, did he say that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, who? Um, Umetsu? Umatsu-san. Yeah. yeah. He, well, I he mean, did some he, interviews around Fantasian, and he's like, "I'm just getting old, and it's, it, I'm tired." 
Yeah. Well, some of it too was. I, I'm already I mean, the tired. He stepped back from doing Final Fantasy was because he had gotten really sick himself. Yeah. All right. Crawl writes in says, "Seen as Dragon Quest XII being in development was not in any way a surprise. My favorite announcement was the 2D HD remake of Dragon Quest III." Sure, I could play a version of the original now on any number of platforms, but I love the Octopath style, and I couldn't think of a better way to revitalize an 8-bit classic. I'm hoping that isn't where the polish ends, but I'm still excited by what we saw. As for the question of the week last week, the wall jump in Hollow Knight was neat, with you sliding down as you cling to the surface. The Mario 64 jump, on the other hand, feels pretty horrible. Hey, you finally got some feedback on your wall jumps. Featherhoof clops in to say, by default, it was the Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D announcement because nothing else did it for me. Dragon Quest 10 offline might have got me excited if they'd announced a worldwide release and my Dragon Quest 12 hype train was met with that biggest of red stop signs when they said Dragon Quest for adults. I want to know more <laughs> of what that means before I find myself getting hyped over some gritty DQ reboot in a desolate open world with survival nonsense I'm going to hate. Uh, so I guess I'll also answer the bonus question as well. The DQ12 logo only announcement only served to remind me about how I'm still waiting on the Metroid Prime 4 and Bayonetta, and Bayonetta 3. Other logos I got super hyped for. <laughs> yeah, I just... I'm yeah. not um, saying I will never get hyped over a logo ever again, but the older I get, the less hype I get about a logo. Yeah, I mean, wasn't part of the issue they had with Metroid Prime 4... Like, they started development with one studio, and then they had to basically reboot that yes. entire system from the ground up. Well, yeah, and they so. changed developers, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, what's going on there? Here's the thing is, that happens all of the time. But oh, it yeah. usually happens before a game is announced. This is why you don't announce games too early. Yeah, I mean, Unless that's what a... happened yeah. with uh, at, uh, Blizzard back with whatever the original project pro- Titan. Yeah. Project Titan, whatever. which yeah. is what overwatch be- rose out of the remnants of. Um, <laughs> I don't know when featherhoods have dragon quest for adults. I'm wondering, Tam, did you get excited? <laughs> Chris, Get the free DLC for Dragon Quest. I think <laughs> where I'm just epically baseball. <laughs> where uh, where a puff puff actually is what it's supposed Ooh, to be. Oh, it's the puff puff DLC. All right, Tam, you I'm, wrote I'm in that one in the title list. What 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 was your letter? You you should read your own since you're here. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to I'm. I'm like the you know most of the responses here, the Dragon Quest Three Two D HD remake. Um, my sister was a big fan of Dragon Quest. Um, in fact, most of the Dragon Quest copies we owned after the first one, she bought with like her allowance money. So Dragon Quest Two, Three, and Four, she had all bought with her allowance money, and so we played the crap out of Dragon Quest three and four so that 2d hd remake of dragon quest three i'm really super excited about it looks great i love the octopath engine so i i'm that is the one i'm definitely going to be like yes and it doesn't even have to be for adults (laughs) there you go uh all right that's it for the question of the week do we have a new one anna um 
what announcement, what E3 announcement would make you the happiest? All right. It's like, what do you hope gets announced, basically? Yep. All right. If you would like to leave your answers to that question, it's podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. Call or text at 608-729-4098 or go to the show thread right on rpgamer.com and leave a comment right there. Now it's time for editorials. Woohoo! Um, Aluna Sentinel of the Shards review by Ryan Costa. Um, he didn't like this one very much. Gave it, it a two out of five. No? Um, says the comic book style event scenes are worth a look and it has a hero- worthwhile heroine but has sluggish in-game visuals and way too linear for a hack and slash game hmm yeah it didn't look very interesting it looks like Diablo yeah. except it sucks oh yeah. so uh, Pascal you're here do you want to tell us what you thought of your near replicate review um what I thought of the review. Yeah, uh, tell us about yeah, review <laughs> yes, the review the for review us. The review is excellent. Five out of five. <laughs> Perhaps what did your review say? Yeah. Yeah. Um we've talked about it at length uh, a couple of shows ago, I think. Yep. Uh, Josh and I. So um it's uh it's good. Um it's I would even say, well, you know what? It's better than good. It's it's quite good, maybe even very good. But uh, I just can't look past some of the things that are a little, uh, I don't know, question marks. Um, the uh, the game's side quests are very dull for the most part. And um, they've they've added an extra ending in, which means there's five endings now. So that's like great from the side of, yay, you know, we get a... Um, I don't know, we get a different uh, conclusion to the story and we get extra content, but it also means you're going to be doing more repeat uh, sections of the game. You're going to be playing through some stuff yet again. So uh, I I played through all five endings before I wrote the review. So I was pretty burned out on on repetitive, you know, I mean, grinding in a way, except you're not grinding for levels, you're grinding to get to whatever scenes are waiting at the end of the game. So um, all that said, uh, there are some like really excellent things about it that we've talked about. The voice acting is, uh, is insanely good. The English voice acting, I, I didn't even experience the Japanese because the English is so, so damn good. I mean, maybe the best like of any game I've ever played. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. So um, I was kind of stuck between, is it a four or a 4.5? Um, I think the original release back in, this would have been, I guess, 2010 or whenever we reviewed it, right, um, got a 4.5. So I struggled with, I felt like maybe it's more of a 4, despite the fact that it's a better version of the game than it was originally out. So I gave it a 4, which seems a little counterintuitive. Yeah, but our reviews aren't predicated on no. How much a previous version of the game scored. Yeah. And I think if I had scored the original, I, you know, not that I played it, but I imagine I would have been somewhere around the same. Um, and I just think even though the there's more good stuff, the um, the slight drawbacks are just as off-putting. You know, they're not really off-putting, but they're they're the same level of 
detracting from the, from the score. Yeah, not even to the point of frustration, just slight detractions, right? So I ended up with a uh, four out of five, but it's a very enthusiastic. Well, I'm saying that uh, I'm saying that wrong. Hold on, uh, boundless enthusiasm. Four out of five. <laughs> but it's a good four point out of five. So there you go. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out. I'm just waiting for a price drop. Yeah, um, Scar already told me that. Uh, no worries. When he gets around to writing his version of the review, it's going to be a four point five or a five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have that covered too. Well, excellent. And we've got an unexplored to the Wayfarer's Legacy early access impression from Alex Fuller. This is a follow up to the game Unexplored. It is now available for early access on PC through the Epic Game Store. Test players with destroying the staff of Yondor and has kind of a cell shaded roguelike world look the to staff it. Staff of Yondar. Okay. Did I say that right? No, you Yindor. probably did, but like, isn't that a a Japanese word? About, You're okay. thinking Yandere. Yeah. The staff of Yandere? Yeah. No. No, no, no. No, no. 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 Carry on, Kelly. So Google what that means is what you're saying? No! While you're at work? Yandere I mean, is a term for used for a person who is initially loving and caring to someone they have a strong affection for until their romantic love, admiration, and devotion becomes feisty and mentally destructive in nature through either overprotectiveness, violence, brutality, or all three combined. Ah, so... T- <laughs> How does feisty fit in with that description? That sounds a lot like more than feisty. I- um, yonder- yandere is basically obsessive-possessive. Mm-hmm. So toxic AF, lovely. No, mm-hmm. not just toxic, but possessive toxic. Possessive um, toxic. All right. So we've got a King's Bounty I much 2 preview prefer also. Sundary. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> we get a King's Bounty 2 preview from also from Alex Fuller. And this is a uh, follow-up to the original game that came out for DOS in 1990. Yeah, there's been some like Kingdom Heart or Kingdom's Bounty games that were not Kingdom's Bounty. Uh, hold on, hold on. This screenshot in the upper left has two currencies, gold and crystals. Is this a free-to-play game? No. Okay. They just I think they need to know what this evokes in the memory of a game player. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see that I'm like, "Oh no, mobile game. Mobile game." <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm looking at the ads for on on the site, and I saw now playable Drenai. Like, wait a minute, our ad stuck it. Oh, right, because Bernie, of Bernie Clay Classic, Clay classic. Yeah. You know what the funny part is, we actually did have um, World of Warcraft ads the first time. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I'm the one that them. What year that is it? Way too long. I'm busy trying miss- to figure out what Hero Wars actually looks like because we get ads for that, and that game doesn't look anything like its ads. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> Is I that miss that- the um, I miss the days of hairy chest shirt ads. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I prefer the meat. <laughs> it was just the meat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the meat shirt, like oh, meat sweater or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, we've had some weird ads. So we've got a we've got another editorial from Jason McFadden asking, "Is it time for a Final Fantasy VI remake?" Yes, 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 yes it is. Yes. yes, 
Um, People were very angry at us about this on Twitter. People were like, no, we don't. It's fine the way it is. It's fine the way it is. Um, Except the most recent installment was bad, the PC version. Remember? You've just forgotten that. So I'm sorry. It's not fine the way it is because the way they left it was bad. I I think Scar told me that that version, or maybe he was talking about Chrono Trigger, but it was kind of in the same engine. But those games are fine in yeah, motion. People terrible. were just complaining because they changed no, it. No, no, they look, no. Kelly, those games have problems with their background pixelation and, and board. They're not well put together as far as the uh, the I... pixels and the... What is yeah, that called? The, the tiling. Uh, the, the tiling. Tile That's don't what I mean. Match up. Yeah, the things don't match well. It's not well done. Now, the really silly part is the thing I hate more than the tiles and just the seams you see in the background environments on those games is the art of the 2D characters and the redone art. Except that was done by the person who did them in the original games. So it's like, well, I can't even say if they just gotten the old people back, they would like no, they did they did. <laughs> so. uh, I think I I think part of it is, like, if you look at the ones for PC, because I, I love the look they that that style of art does for the monsters. Yeah, like the monsters, I think yeah, look the monsters really look good. Great. Yeah, you're right. It was the characters that just didn't make the transition well. Yeah, and I think it's because it's a different type of spriting for yeah. the character. Like, if you go back to that scene, the monsters are much more detailed. Now, this is, of oh, course, the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the monsters are more detailed, so I think they lend itself to that graphic mm-hmm. style a little better, yeah. whereas the original characters are, you know, they have some detail, yeah. but they're not as detailed as some of the monsters get. And well, so yeah. they look like with this new graphic style they're using for the PC and the mobile ports, it makes them look like smudges. Yep. If game development was easy, we all do it. So, I mean, there is that. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing for us to be able to look on it and say, oh, that doesn't look right. And then there's another thing for us to actually be programming it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, none I of us think do. They look that, I don't think they look that bad, but I just can't be ours to care. So that's that. But uh, no, I'm, getting I'm back to the article. Ah! Kelly, it's called Vidja Game Apocalypse. V-I-D-J-A Game. Okay. That's that's what the problem was. All right. My bad. That's okay. Um, Getting back to the editorial, this was inspired by the uh, Dragon Quest III announcement. Now that would look great for Final Fantasy VI, I think. But also would look great for pretty much any SNES game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got another backlogging the year with pause for May 2021. Um, pause. You just talked about Nexomon like a dragon. Uh, you five hour old Waku Waku streets. Waku Waku sweets. She didn't like that. Oh, Waku Waku sweets. Oh, My- Waku Waku sweets made me so sad because um, it was a game that I didn't pick up on the 3DS and that I was told, hey, this is a really good game. You'll definitely like it. It's kind of like Cooking Mama. Here's the problem. When they ported it to Switch, they added unskippable, unavoidable tutorials every time you cooked. (laughs) So not just like the first time you do a recipe, every time you do a recipe. 
And I did about 15 recipes and I'm like, nope, I am not having this. This sucks. I threw it in its case and put it in a box and shipped it away. Oh, that sounded annoying. And I think that was all the editorials. All right. Is it time for news? Beep, 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 So VR Action RPG Ruined Magus announced. This is by a Japanese developer Character Bank and is a virtual reality action RPG planned for release on multiple currently unspecified platforms this winter. So basically a game I can never play. Why do you not do VR? Um, I've mentioned this before, and it's and and, and uh, it's just one of those things. So when I try and do VR, my optic nerve triggers, and I immediately get a headache within five seconds. Oh, yeah. Like um, one of the people that I work for, his name is Travis. He he will projectile vomit if he does VR. Yeah, no, like it's it. It's such a sharp pain that I literally have to rip the VR off my thing. And and the issue comes in is um, I have an issue with depth perception. And I think I mentioned this actually on the last backtrack. That that may be why you, that I was on. And I, that may be why you don't know about it. Pause. So mm-hmm. I have an issue with depth perception. And like really far things I can tell, very near things I can tell. But there's sort of a mid-range between the two. I can't quite tell distance. And I think that's where my issue comes in with VR. And so, because I think it's supposed to try, you know, it's trying to hit that right borderline end. And it just immediately I'm having to rip off VR headsets because it's just, it it's literally causing me like severe pain. Okay. And that sounds painful. Man, Anna, that means like most of double damage games just can't do VR. Correct. <laughs> Because it um, it gives Eric, Eric migraines like too. Nope. <laughs> he sold his index to somebody who podcast I listened to. Yep. Yeah, he didn't realize it was one of the things triggering his migraines. <laughs> so yeah, he sold it off. All right, what's awesome. next, Kelly? Um, let's see. Absolute Tactics Daughters of Mercy announced. This is by publisher Akupata Games and Curious Fate. And the game is set to release for PC via Steam in 2022. And it looks like a just classic tactics game. Yeah, I'm interested. In this. I- Isometric. You play Huxley and his dog Max as they team up to defend against an invading army. Um, looks cool. And then we've got Meta Meta Adventure RPG Terror Bane announced. This looked fun as hell. Um, by Bitnight Studio and Crunching Koalas. And it's a fourth wall breaking title that sees the hero working with the developer to create the perfect video game. And you uh, find bugs and use the bugs. Like, I think one of the bugs was called Too Much Sword. <laughs> and he smacked the guy with a gigantic sword. Um, the, the, it has a very interesting trailer that's very, I say very Monty Python X because um, it's got like a still with a giant foot crushing something, and just you, you, it's hard to describe. You have to see the trailer, but it looks just funny, very fourth wall breaking. 
Yeah. Chris what says the trailer we're playing right now. Game? <laughs> when is it out? And also, is this what it actually looks like, or is this a trailer? I'm very confused. Error. Made. I think it's supposed to be what it actually looks like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. When's this out? Or is this just an announcement? Um, they just did just an, an announcement. announcement. Oh, it could take an eternity and never come out. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just backed out like right when it did the giant sword bug too. Oh well. I was trying to see what this lion thing is supposed to be. Hmm. Um, Spirit of an Island was announced. This is a life sim RPG being developed by Meta Publishing and One Bits Horde, and set to release in 2021 and has a crowdfunding campaign going on right now, and takes place on a tropical island that used to be a tourist hotspot that fell into ruin. Looks very chill. And then we've got Sing- Singularity 6 announced P- P- Palea? Sure. Um, it's a new studio formed by veterans from multiple companies. And yeah, it's another online fantasy life simulation title where you control a human character that awakens in a world and forges a new life for themselves. Oh boy, one of those. So yeah, more Wait, life. So sim. it's an isekai. I'm just I'm getting to the point where I'm a little suspicious of these studios where it's like comprised of industry veterans. Yeah, what company did they work for? What games did they work? Listen, on? Listen, you don't know because they were not like the front facing people. So yes, it's, it's but that's the thing is I like need this. to know what they worked on to be confident in what they're going no, to be making. No, you don't. Uh, it's it's so better for you to just have this amorphous impression that. They worked for a good company rather yeah. than they worked well, for a failing I, project, which is wanna, more likely. I also want to know what their roles were in those games, yeah, because but, as we saw with Project Phoenix, it could just be the guy that got everybody coffee. Yeah, it could be. But <laughs> let, let's be real. If they did a good job in roles that you don't know much about, telling you those details wouldn't help them because you would make these false presumptions but I about do how know about the roles. You do. Most people don't. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and you don't know maybe and, they're really really freaking good QA people that did most of the work on the game that made it function and you wouldn't know cuz the title came out and it was crap and it's not their fault. Oh. <laughs> a game being bad is pretty much never QA's fault. I I know, I'm trying to give an example though, you know, yeah. Or or it could be people who, you know, let's let me use Anthem as a good example. No. Anthem. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing nope. good coming nope. out of nope. Anthem. Nope. <laughs> no, let, let, let me let me toss this out there. And right. so, you know, the, there are people who spend a lot of time creating different aspects of that game. Some of them did really good work on those aspects, but that doesn't mean the final project, once all aspects are thrown together, came out good. Yes, but I can look at the pieces of Anthem that were good. And if you told me I was the guy that drew the mechs, I'd be like, hey, those mechs are cool. I would trust a game that you did art for in the future. But here's the thing. If you have a big studio with lots of people, how are you going to really communicate all that in a fair way? Okay. Like, are you going to have, like, this Excel spreadsheet? Like, all right, here's everything, what they worked on. Here's where you can see the assets they created. Like, that's a lot I mean, of extra work to try and communicate so to your audience. So here's the interesting thing is, is I have seen indies do that, and oh, it has no. been to their benefit. Well... That's why you're the expert and I'm not. Okay. (laughs) 
Anna Marie is available for hire to help uh, consult. No, I'm and... full right no, now. No, you're not full. I am full. No, because I'm still working. We're not. You're not full <laughs> till I don't have to work. I d- <laughs> I do not have any further bandwidth for clients. Yes, at this you time. do. Please, I don't want to have a job anymore. <sighs> you like and me both, one. but. I was, I was about like to say you and problem. me both, but that's also you want me a. Tell uh, you something, man. If I quit, it's going to turn into a you problem as well. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kelly. Uh, I was going to say I, I'd, I'd love to have that wish, but I also feel like that's wishing on a monkey's paw not to mm-hmm. have a job anymore. I know, right? Yeah. See, see my coworker that said, "I wish I could have a day off." Yeah. <laughs> fired that day well you're gonna have that day off you want (laughs) a lot more too Eh. tell me about this warhammer Eh. game kelly oh not another warhammer game there's always another warhammer game and a guy and a lighthouse (laughs) warhammer 40k chaos gate demon hunters announced None of these are ever good yes they are rpg set to launch on pc in 2022 and actually the um, like the Dawn of War games, they were really good. Um, some of the more recent ones uh, that I've played even are pretty good. Um, and then some of the other ones I've played aren't very good. They have that's the thing about Warhammer. It's a mix. Some are good and some aren't. That's and you don't know which one you're going to get. By the way, I mean, uh, speaking to that, the original Dawn of War games are on sale this weekend on Steam and I picked up all four for ten bucks. Nice. I mean, I've always been curious about Warhammer because it sounds like an interesting universe, but I also know that it's kind of a money pit, both as far as mini painting and in games, so... Read the book. What's that one I wanted to play that was based off of... You know, never mind. Basically, that's what it is. Like, if the game is based off a good book and, like, follows that book's story, it seems like it does pretty well. <laughs> um, WSS Playground, also known as Why So Serious, announced a world-changing RPG revolving Wonderland. Jesus. Built from a solo developer with music from Japanese composer Siro Sakurai. And what's this game about? You're in control of a hero with the power to fix and alter the world symbolized by their paintbrush. So it sounds like another world building. This sounds like chicory. (laughs) Yeah. And the graphics mix pixel art, 3D and 2D elements. While the combat is said to be lighthearted with a focus on rhythm. So... Is this This sounds like they're throwing everything into a bag and seeing what sticks yeah and i couldn't get a sense of the gameplay or anything at all from the trailer that they released so i guess we'll see it's got kind of a dragon quest builders slash 3d dot game heroes slash pokemon i mean this looks going on this game looks like it's going to be all over the place hopefully it's good but it's pretty early so we'll see yeah yeah Uh, so that's all of the news, and we have brief. So, do you want lightning round or fire away? Lightning round. Uh, um, Dragon Star Varnig, It's a Western Switch release. Spiritfarer is getting a physical release. The Griftlands is fully launching this week. Already out. The, the The Empire of Angels Four has a release date set. Fantasy Star Online Two: New Genesis is launching next week. We've got more Tales of Arise info and media released. Ooh. We've got Pathfinder Wraith, 
Wrath of the Righteous ascends to Epic Game Store. Genshin Impact also goes to the Epic Game Store with version 1.6 release coming next week. Again, an announcement for a VR RPG called Night of the Nefart uh, was unveiled with first-person combat. That was kind of interesting. And then Playism is to distribute the good life this fall. And for Pathfinder, we are about to have a uh, an impression up on the site. Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of people looking forward to that one, so... I've already read it, but it hasn't been um, published yet. I think the embargo's Monday? I have some news for y'all that you didn't cover. Oh, do we really need to talk about E3? Yes, E3 is next week, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to let you know, first of all, we do plan to stream on Saturday, even though that is the day that E3 starts this year. Uh, Mostly because our stream should be, unless we do another week like this or last week, our stream should be done by the time they all start. So you you shouldn't have to miss anything. And if you do, it's Ubisoft, so who cares? Uh, Sorry. That's probably (laughs) one of the more interesting things in E3, actually. So people do. Aren't a lot of the stuff this year, like, not even planned during E3? Listen, why don't I tell you what's going on that we know? Um, This is from Polygon's article on the subject, so my apologies. I didn't do... A ton of research, I just kind of assumed any site would have a pretty good handle on it. So, first off, on Saturday, June 12th, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, um, there's a broadcast pre-show for Ubisoft in Gearbox. So, all right, whatever. Oh, no, for for E3, sorry, pre-show at 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm just going to go with Pacific time here and out. 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturday next week, we get the pre-show. You get the Ubisoft show at... Noon um, uh, with a pre-show at 11. So you have a pre-show for E3 at 10, a pre-show for Ubisoft at 11, then Ubisoft at noon. At some point, Gearbox will have a press conference that day, and we don't know when. (laughs) Including E3. Including E3. Yes, this is the state of E3 this year. E3 doesn't know when things are, and there's official responses that um, we're leaving that to our partners to announce. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. (laughs) All right. Sunday, June 13th, we get um, the PC Gaming Show at 8.45 a.m. Pacific time. Hopefully you're on the East Coast. That'll make that more palatable. Uh, (laughs) Xbox and Bethesda. I can't say it. Xbox and Bethesda will have their game showcase at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, that's and they're going to stream on all sorts of things, not just the E3 channel. By the way, where is the E3 channel? Anybody know? Is it on Twitch or something? Twitch.com/e3. Is it okay? Cool. That's easy. Uh, Square Enix presents will follow that at 12:15 p.m. Pacific, and so that's a that's a good day. Sunday will be like Xbox and Square Enix, so hopefully we'll get some interesting stuff. Um, I'm, I'm currently interested in people's thoughts on whether or not we'll see anything else on Final Fantasy 16 next week. People are still guessing if we're going to see anything about Starfield next week. (laughs) I'm guessing the answer to both is no. (laughs) It's like when I see Squeenix's presentation anymore, it's like all Tomb Raider and Life is Strange and stuff and there's hardly any RPGs. Well, yeah, so, so like all the, the... The JRPG stuff seems to have been handled already with the recent Dragon Quest event and uh, the Final Fantasy XIV announcements. So what's left, right? It's all um, the maybe yeah. sixteen, maybe yeah, a new trailer, probably not. Yeah. Probably just the I, same trailer again. 
Probably nothing. Just like a little teaser of like a chocobo. I'm I'm certainly not holding out for any news on Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes, it it would. uh, It sounds Uh, like everyone thinks... Go ahead. At least Nomura's, you know, not splitting his attention between three games now. That's good. Great. Now he just focuses on three belts. Uh, <laughs> on Monday, three, 20, <laughs> I know he twenty cut belts. Down. He cut down all he's the belts. Old. He's getting old. He can only do three belts now. Um, on if on what about Mon- zippers. On, well, there's always room for more zippers, Kelly. <laughs> on E3 on the Monday, June 14th, we have at 8 a.m. We get um some sort of broadcast starting in the morning, and at some point during the day, <laughs> this is great. At some point during the day, Capcom. Take Two, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor, and some unannounced indie developers will show up. <laughs> so the Capcom one for sure will be a showcase. So that'll be a press event. The Take Two thing will be a f- full produced thing. We don't know when it is. And for the other things that we listed, like Mythical and Freedom Games, that that might just be like 15 minutes of something. <sighs> Then on Tuesday, June 15th, at 8 a.m. Pacific... By the way, we don't know when these streams end, either. At Tuesday, at 8 a.m. Pacific, we start with a pre-show. We uh, E3 starts with a pre-show, and then at some point, we'll be... an. In- oh, wait. At 9 a.m. Pacific, will be the Nintendo Direct. That's about 40 minutes. Focused mostly on software coming out, mostly releasing in 2021. And then there'll be a Treehouse thing immediately afterwards. And then sometime throughout the day will be Bandai Namco and others. <laughs> That's what we know about E3, folks. Then sometime, <laughs> then July 22nd, EA Play will happen. Why is it not during E3? I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. That's E3, folks. Four days of amorphous scheduling and Twitch streaming await you. <laughs> You know, this this sounds almost as haphazard. Um, so I have this friend who just graduated um, her bachelor's, uh, I think her bachelor's or master's degrees in um, archaeology. And she said the college basically just like, oh, here's the people who are who are graduating. And hey, if you want to buy stuff, here's Justin's website. <laughs> This is like as haphazard as that, as far as the scheduling goes. Honestly, it's it just what sounds so. I thought you were going to say archaeology, and she studies E three as like a relic of a bygone era or something like that. Hey, she 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 is my wife's healing partner in Final Fantasy fourteen. My wife's the white mage, and this friend is the scholar. And they are very good healers. And I can tell... Anna, yeah, go ahead. Anna, are we getting E3 back? Are we getting a physical E3 back? Um, so they claim that 2022 is going to be in person. Pass. This is the most excited I've ever seen Chris about E3, and I am totally down on it this year, <laughs> which is a weird inversion. I'm excited? You seem much more excited than regular years. Because it's virtual and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and you don't have to travel and yes! pay money. Yes! It's the best! 
and potentially risk con crud. Mm. I, even if I didn't get sick, I'd still have con crud. That's how old I am. I just can't do this E3 thing anymore. I'm too old. I missed the chance to do it in my youth. Then I got to experience it in my later youth. And now it's at the point where, no, I'm done with this garbage. I don't want it. <laughs> Your <anymore>. later youth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not... Well, whatever. Um, I'm excited for announcements, Anna. But um, I'm all, the, the three thing I'm most jazzed about right now is how much of a mess this is. And I'm hoping it leads to the end of E3. Oh, <laughs> got E3, we don't need you anymore, and it's time for everyone to accept it. <sighs> I'm turning into a digital hermit is my real problem, so I don't want to go anywhere for anything. Just, we don't need to. We have we have the internet. Join me on IRC, or Discord, whatever we're calling it now. <sighs> Hi! Let's talk about what's coming out this week. Besides a lot of weird... E3 information that will mo- most undoubtedly leak throughout the week. All right. So, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, it's PC, Mac, PS4, PS5. Edge of Eternity launches on PC. Well, really? The- Edge of Eternity's finally out? <laughs> the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate version lands on PS5. Yafi is PS5 only, since we seem to have a lot of people asking about that. They haven't been very clear about that for probably obvious reasons this is the yeah. one that interests me mercenaries blaze dawn of the twin dragons lands on pc if you like trpgs um like final fantasy tactics please check this out i have a fairly good idea this is a litmus test and if it does well they'll do more mercenaries trpgs on pc so if you're interested in seeing that genre on pc you should pick this one up uh neptunia reverse and is coming to ps5 Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, it's PC and Xbox One. And the Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood expansion heads to PS5 and Xbox Series X. That's it. I'm just amazed that Edge of Eternity is actually coming out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that. Like, are you for real? (laughs) Yep, it looks like yes. Um, And Elder Scrolls Blackwood is already out on PC. If you got confused by that, it's just coming out on console this week. That's why Um, I said console. Yeah, I know. And then, um, what was it? Well, it doesn't matter. So, um, let's talk about what you can do to give your feedback. Uh, And that question is, what E3 announcement would make you the happiest? That's podcast.rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098 text or call and leave a voicemail or just leave it in the show thread like everyone else thanks everybody we'll catch you next week but before that i want to know what everyone's going to be playing anna marie um bakugan bakugan wow all right kelly still going to be finishing up nexomon robert final fantasy 14 valkyrie profile from there who knows all right pascal um, I'm trying Tales of Vesperia again, and I'm playing the real-life game of uh, trying to find a PS5. Good luck. We won that game, but it's hard. Honestly, your best bet is trying to wait for a GameStop a drop, because GameStop, what they're doing is they're getting multiple shipments in and then doing one massive drop. We did, we did ours through Best Buy, but um, yes, both of those seem like your best options. 
Um, and for me, I'll probably be playing a lot of ESO. And um, yeah, that should be fun. Until you don't. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I bought At some this point, to go you're going to have to finish Celesta. Yeah, I know. I'll do it. Um, I'm, I- I'm on it. I'm going to do it, Anna. I'm I'm only saying this just because of what level I am. I am level sixty nine in Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, which, you're you're over on Leviathan, right, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Leviathan. Oh, you got Tam's attention. Uh. No, it's, it's trying <laughs> to remember <laughs> who who on the because unfortunately they haven't instituted the um the cross data center stuff yet. So it's like, okay, do I really want to get on Sherry or Cream back on Leviathan, or do I still want to play my main over on Diablos, where I have like most everything 80 and I can just solo stuff that, that really shouldn't be soloable? My biggest problem while signing up for ESO was the guilt about I should be re-signing up for at 14, not ESO. What am I doing with my life? Yes! <laughs> just so you know, it's not lost on me that that's a thing I should have been thinking. I agree. <laughs> In the meantime, it is now June, and we still have no patch 9.1. That's true. <laughs> that was the other thing. I'm like, I should log back in a while. I'm like, eh, maybe when they announce 9.1, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I, I was actually commenting about that the other day. And, you know, they announced at BlizzCon that, oh, we're, you know, 9.1's coming. And we're doing a new rate. It's been six m- months. No. Five months? Four months? No, it's been six. It came out like early mid, early to mid December. When was BlizzCon? BlizzCon Line wasn't December, was it? No, no. Was BlizzCon Line was like January, February, but the drop for, um, oh, since the expansion came out, sure, but like, yeah, it was that was I, November. I, for me, it's more. Bye, to Pascal. He's taken off. For me, it's like since blizzard officially announced what's in nine one how long's it been and apparently that was february 20th so three, it's been four, four months five six no, yeah three four months, months four three months. months almost four months. february 20th to june 5th so it's like three months and a few three weeks. and a half months yeah, yeah. so there you go uh, it'll never end it'll never come out hey it'll never come out. you know what should end this podcast. Yes. So thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you all next week at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern right here at twitch.tv slash RPGamer. Till then, stay tuned to the website and to the Twitch channel for all the cool streams that are happening throughout the week. Um, and is there anything scheduled for today for our live viewers to know about? Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saturdays, we don't have anything like officially scheduled, so it's a hodgepodge of who actually wants to get on. It says 2, p- 2 a.m. Mighty... T- oh, uh, me. Okay, RPG Cast is the most recent thing. All right, cool. That's it. <laughs> we'll that see being said, week. we are very quickly approaching season two of our streaming schedule, which will be kicking off on July 4th. We have seasons? So we do. Okay. They happen every six months. All right. What does that mean? Um, the schedule will shift. And find out. <laughs> the schedule is going to shift. All right. <laughs> we'll keep it fresh. Yep. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Uh-huh.